even you're growing and you're running your business, sometimes you're in the shores. It doesn't matter how successful you are. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. Here today, as always, Sean and myself, Seth Stevens, we are um, excited to have a very special guest today, Isabella Ritz. Isabella has uh, done a lot of amazing things in her career um, and her life, actually. She's a mother of three. She is an Amazon seller who's been building amazing businesses throughout the years. And also, she runs an agency called Ritz Momentum. So, Isabella, we're so excited to have you here Isabella, kind of tell us who Isabella is and uh, what does your current state of affairs look like right now? Hey, everyone. Well, thank you for having me here, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, my name is Isabella Reeds. Long story short, uh, I came in 2015 to United States. From I was born in Russia in seventh generations. My kids were born in Russia in eighth one. So, uh, to start my Amazon business was kind of um, an obstacle and I was in a survival mode. I had to launch something and figure it out what I'm going to do in the uh, United States because being serial entrepreneur in Russia, it doesn't mean I'm going to be successful entrepreneur in the United States. And I didn't have much time to think. So I launched my first product on Amazon back to 2015 and I was pretty successful in the beginning. I had a lot of failures after and I had a lot of success stories as well. So I can talk a lot about my Cinderella stories when I was going back and forth. And at the end of the day in 2021, we sold three our Amazon businesses and we launched six new ones. And then, uh, currently we're managing a lot of our customer businesses and we're helping people to launch their Amazon businesses find the great product to sell on Amazon scale and exit at the end of the uh, month 12, 14. So this is shortly about me. Wow, this is amazing. So Isabella, welcome back. Uh, Seth and I spoke to you uh, almost about a little over a week ago, and I was blown away by your presentation because of the sheer depth that you go into when you look at an Amazon listing. In fact, you were so well prepared for the call with Seth and I that you you uh, brought three things to my attention I wasn't aware of. You told me about our uh, table of contents in the book that did not match the pages. So we started working on that. You also said, hey, look, guys, you're advertising this URL and it's going to a, a generic landing page. So we were able to fix that on the call. And you also uh, spoke to a couple other little small details. So very, very detail oriented, which I have to take my hat off to you. Uh, Isabella, because I am not very detail oriented, as you can see, but if I'm told what to do, then I can get the job done. So I was blown away. You're welcome. By your presentation. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was blown away by your presentation, how much detail you go into when you and your team would go in and take a look at the viability of a possible Amazon product and opportunity. And that's kind of what I want you to talk about today. We want to share your strategies with our audience and kind of give our audience on this podcast a little bit of insight as to what you do and how you do it and how they can utilize some of your strategies to take a closer look at their business. And then finally, we'll end up showing folks how they can uh, engage your company and find out more about you, do, what you do. So thank you again for showing up. I feel very uh, privileged to have you on here and I can't wait to, to dive in. So go ahead. 
yeah, thank you for so many compliments. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, evil is in details. So if you're not paying attention in details, you pay a pretty big price in the future. And that's why we're trying to focus on some, sometimes on the very small things to that because the small things are getting us and bringing us to the big things. So uh, when we're doing the product research, we, uh, yes, we're focusing and we focus on a lot of um, complex stuff, such as demand and competition. Like we'll start from the basic ones, right? So for example, a lot of people, they are going to the software and they're trying to find like, what is like this tool will show me what are like the most winning products looks like. However, we are starting the research based on like what people are trying to find for themselves, what they're tr looking for on the market. For example, just cat was behind me and like, uh, for example, cat uh, owners, what they're looking for. I'm not saying I'm not talking about food. I'm not talking about uh, their like bowls or like delicious or something else. What else are they buying? So we're searching for the interest based on like some type of the audience. And a lot of people, they are searching for something that will never show up and pop up in your head unless you will start to do some marketing research. And after we're doing the research, we're coming up with, with the keywords that have this demand. And when we're using the tools like Helium 10, Seller Tools, or some others, now, right now we're also using Amazon Opportunities Explorer. They're like, oh, wow, this demand actually exists. And then we're going on Amazon, but the products are not exist. And of course, we can see like the purchase rate, like 0.1 or 0.2, because like people somehow buying something out of the market. And OK, here we can start generating the ideas. Of course, we're doing the research of the similar products or like uh, other websites, like Internet stores or maybe uh, sometimes it's Pinterest, Etsy, something else. And when we're finding like one or two winners or one or two similar products, like, okay, here we are. We're starting to research deeper, like what people like about it, what people don't like about it. Uh, we're creating the product and then we're using services like Peekful, for example, or PeopleFish. And we're checking what audience audience like, what they don't like, will they appreciate this approach, will they not appreciate, then we're recreating based on their comments. Uh, of course, we're doing product customization. I skipped this part and we're doing product design. We're testing how people love it or they hate it. If they hate it, of course, we're trying again. And if they hate it more, we're trying it again and again and again. Uh, usually it takes us two to three attempts to create something that will be like 100% win or 80% win at least. Uh, and then we're starting to do, in the parallel, we're doing sourcing, of course. So we're checking if we will be able to... Um, uh, find the similar product and if we will be able to make a production or we will not be able to make it at all. And if it's super expensive, if, if we will not be able to match the market price or we will not have, we will not be able to have any margin or profit on top of it, then it's pointless, wow. right? Isabella, yeah. I love your approach. Your um, The way that you identify opportunities is very similar to how Sean and I identify opportunities. So your version is a, a more digital version. So in our business, we would send Sean all around the world looking for the new product demand that wasn't yet on Amazon. You are looking at the data and saying there's demand here, but the product's not yet on Amazon. So that's where we've been able to kind of carve out um, really good opportunities for ourselves is seeing the demand in a different marketplace 
Um, you know, for instance, Sean identified a weighted hula hoop as a viable product for us um, and in Taiwan, but no product like that existed on Amazon yet. And so we took that product and put it on Amazon. You're saying, well, you do the same thing, but you just look at the, the digital data and you say, okay, people are looking for this for their cat, but it doesn't exist yet. So I'm going to create it and bring it to market. I love that, Sean. Yeah, definitely. So Isabella, uh, just to echo what Seth said, we often, and we and we preach this all the time, is we identify the need first, identify the market, that there is a crowd there that are willing to trade money for the product. And then we go find the product to fit into that, that void in the marketplace. So we didn't talk about this last time, but now you really got the juices flowing over here because you're speaking my language. So here's what I want to do. Um, obviously, You don't stick mine, though. I can speak your language. You cannot. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. So here's what I want to do. Imagine I'm a new seller and I want to get into the space. I want to, I want to take advantage of this opportunity of being a third-party seller and creating my own private label product on Amazon. If I were to come to you and I said, listen, here's my budget. Here's my comfort zone. What can you do for me from A to Z? Are you telling me you're going to find the opportunity? You're going to locate a product for me. Help me source that and then build out the listing so that I'm capturing that part of the market share that's underserved, everything? Is that what you're doing, Isabella? So uh, when someone is showing up and they're saying, okay, I wanna do business with you guys, or like, can you tell me where to start? We are uh, trying to manage expectations first. So of course, we're asking for the budget, as you mentioned, and we're asking how much person actually wanna uh, want to earn on Amazon. Because sometimes people are like, I I am ready to invest five thousand dollars, but I want a million. Like seriously, we have a lot of requests like this. And when I'm asking, like, are you like, do you really believe? Yeah, one step at the time. Okay, let's just. Uh, be more humble. So when people are saying, I have $30,000 and I want to earn five, so here we can actually talk about something because people are managing expectations. Of course, I, we understand how we can grow uh, from $30,000 to like $100,000. However, uh, we're starting with the creating a strategy. We have, we built a um, specific table at the air table, if you know this um, software, we're using it a lot. It's our uh, internal um, CRM as well we're actually giving people free access to the say to this stuff where they can play uh put in their budget and they can put the amount of money that they actually want to earn and they can play with the margin from the product with the wow. amount of ASINs they want to uh sell on amazon and uh with the market price with the market price yeah so based on some uh different uh data this tab can automatically create how many sales they have to make based on the market price and based on the potential margin to create the profit that they actually want to get into. So because sometimes, yeah, because sometimes you can use it, like you can use the strategy of the product, like with the low demand and no competition where you actually don't have to do any PPC, but the products will be selling like pretty slow. Sometimes you can use like high compete and high demand products and you understand you have enough of budget for that. And okay, you, you can play with this strategy as well. So we are creating the strategy first, understanding that we can help and the person want to dive in. Make sense? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So what you said in, in layman's terms or in Sean's terms is you actually have a scientific formula and you take a scientific data-driven approach to creating an Amazon business. 
That's phenomenal, Seth. Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> Isabella, um, your expertise uh, basically lies in identifying the opportunity um, that is maybe not served as big as it could be on Amazon. And then you actually go and do the sourcing um, as a, this is what your agency does. But Isabella, let's let's talk to Isabella, the seller for a second. And when you're growing your own business and when you've been launching products yourself, um, what has been like the biggest catalyst for your growth? Like where have you seen like the biggest opportunity for uh, when when you did this thing or these couple of things, you got the biggest return on your investment? Okay, the biggest return came from failing. Let's start there. So yeah, like because when people are succeeding, they think like the world is theirs. So now they're managing the world, now they're like king and queen. However, um, I had a pretty big failure when I was uh, working with the sourcing agents and um, I decided that I'm gonna pay straight to the uh, supplier without any trade assurance, without brokers, without anyone. And I had the product running on Amazon pretty well. Um, it was actually, it's been in 2016 and it was the travel pillow uh, that I even customized it a little bit. And it was like scarf with like some pockets, whatever. So it was pretty cool. And I was selling already 1,000 to 1,200 pieces a month, which was wow. great. And my profit was about 18 to $20 from the sale. So I was so happy about it. So genuinely speaking, I was thinking, okay, now I'm, I'm a rock, so I can do anything. And I paid straight to the factory. And they, by the, back to that time, I didn't use any C forwarders. I was always using only air freight. Everything was super fast delivered. And... Um, here we are. I started getting the refunds day by day. And it's like 30, 40 back, 30, 40 back. And my listing suspended. I'm getting warnings. Something is going on. So, and I understand like, holy guacamole. So instead of just like going up, I dropped pretty bad uh, down and my listing was closed. And I realized, okay, I can release my listing like two times. This is when I learned that you actually can release your product. And uh, then I find out that actually um, the problem was uh, on the supplier who decided to ship on Amazon super bad quality. And when I removed my orders, I find out that it's like the material was wrong and um, it was like it before it was a very high quality material. I don't remember how it's called, but like and at the end of the day, it was like a mop. So it's been actually ripping in hand. So you cannot use it at all. So I'm like, OK, whatever. Of course, like I was stressed out and uh, I removed the order. I said, I don't want to relaunch this product uh, again. I was like, I'm super emotional and I was super emotional back to that time. I was more emotional. I'm like, I'm not doing it anymore. I will start uh, over again. And then I uh, decided, okay, from now on, I'm using only Trade Assurance Alibaba and I'm using only custom approach. I'm customizing every single product and I'm using only uh, the factories that will never cheat on me. And even when I'm working with the factories years, I'm still using <laughs> trade assurance or any uh, payments uh, systems where I can secure my deal because 
I am ready to like overpay some fees, but I don't, I'm not ready to lose something at the end, especially when it's authority, when it's your store, when it's, yeah. And that genuinely speaking, that was one of my biggest uh, push in life uh, in my Amazon uh, history when I started like thinking better. Unbelievable. So I just, just a quick recap. So you migrated from Russia, you started your first product in 2015 you sold like crazy, so you thought everything was easy until you actually found a few challenges. And then instead of giving up, you created an amazing business, sold a couple of those businesses, and now your focus is on helping other sellers not only enter the space, but existing sellers grow their business through your amazing and quite detailed, I should add, research. Not only market research, product insert uh, research, supplier insert research, and others. So, um, what I want to do, Seth, since we're running out of time for this episode, let's find out about how our viewers uh, on social media, if you're watching this video or if you're listening to the podcast, obviously we're going to put it in the show notes. But Isabella, please, if you would, tell our listeners and our audience how they can find out more about you and your company and hopefully engage you to help them with their business. Because keep in mind, Isabella, that the majority of the folks that are listening to this are already in Amazon and already have a reasonably successful business. So I hope, my hope is that you can help them grow their business to another level. So how, how can folks get in touch with you? What's the best way to contact you and how to engage your company? So for the big sellers, uh, we are here for you guys for the new ideas, because even you're growing and you're running your business, sometimes you're in the shores. It doesn't matter how successful you are. You just have to open uh, extra uh views uh in your life because it's like every single person who's running their business they always uh close in a very uh close space so uh you can go on our website the easiest way r-i-t-z arm like hand arm dot com return.com you can fill out the form it's pretty big one but you don't have to fill out you don't have to fill out every single uh field uh you can go on instagram arm agency or um yeah, this is the, you can find me Isabella Reads on LinkedIn or Isabella Reads uh, on uh, Facebook. So this is the easiest way to reach us out and we'll send you the Canva link and we'll be happy to talk. Uh, my managers will be happy to uh, chat via WhatsApp or like any social media you want to. Okay, perfect. So um, we understand we're going to add all of what you said and your social media links in the uh, show notes and also in the notes that you'll find under this video. Um, Isabella, what type of special tool or checklist or cheat sheet do you have possibly that you can offer to folks uh, who are listening to this? And we can link to that as well. Um, we have the very good checklist. Um, I have to double check if we can send it to you over, guys, uh, because it's not live on the Internet. It's like uh, we just send it to our customers. Okay. What should they have? Uh, when they're launching their business on Amazon or when they do their business on Amazon, like Amazon Transparency, uh, Brand Registry, all this stuff. And like it's a couple pages when you like can go through and you can do the check marks if it's uh, uh, matching something that you are doing right now or you still have to do that. Okay. So if you don't mind, Isabella, send us over uh, like a PDF version. We'll link to that. Like if it's hosted on okay. your website as an ad set, we will link to that in the show notes because I think uh, once folks get an idea of how detailed you really go, not just a uh, laxy daisy throwing mud on the wall, kind of spray and pray, but you actually have a scientific approach to this. That's what impresses me about you. Seth and I discussed that after our last phone call, and it's just amazing. We will absolutely be talking to you before we launch our next product. I can promise you that, right, Seth? 
Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah so, um, guys, either reach out to uh, Isabella directly um, through the resources that she shared um, to get that checklist to see kind of um, why we're so excited, like Sean said, about her entire process. She actually showed us some behind the scenes research that she had done. And it's like pages and pages of like market research, product research, uh, market fit research, like all of these things that you would want to know before you enter a market. She was very, very impressive. So um, Isabella, I cannot recommend you highly enough. Thank you. Great, great job, Isabella. And I'm looking forward to uh, working with you in the future and having you on a webinar. Uh, thank you for taking the time to share. Our audience is going to love this. As soon as it goes live, we'll send you a link as well. And I just want to say thank can't thank you enough. Uh, have a great day, Isabella. Thank you. You too. Thank you, guys.